Welcome to the e-commerce badassery podcast, the place for scrappy female entrepreneurs who want to learn actionable steps and strategies to grow the traffic, sales, and profit in your e-commerce business. I'm your host, Jessica Totillo Coster, a 20-year retail veteran who spent three years as the only employee of a seven-figure online store. That shit was crazy. I know exactly how it feels to do all the things, and I'm sharing everything I learned the hard way so you don't have to. I may have started this business by accident, but supporting badass bosses like you lights me the fuck up, and I am so stoked to see you grow. Are you ready, babe? Let's roll. Welcome back to the e-commerce badassery podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Totillo Coster. On last week's episode, we talked about how not every email you send to your list has to be product focused. And we went through a brainstorming exercise to help you generate non-salesy email ideas to keep in touch with your list. If you haven't listened to that, but feel like you need some support there, definitely go take a listen and grab the free worksheet. This week, we're going to run through some more email ideas, but these will be all product focused. Between these two episodes, you should have a good mix of email prompts that you can cycle through to stay in touch with your email list on a weekly basis. And if you're still not convinced on why you should be emailing your list regularly, listen to last week's episode because I break down the importance of that as well. All right, let's hop right into it. When you're planning out your email calendar, I always suggest you start out with all of your important dates to set the basic foundation. This includes everything from important holidays and promotions to any product launches and cutoff dates for holidays, for instance. Once you have all the must-have content laid out, then you can layer in other content to fill in the gaps and make sure that you're staying top of mind. Often the content you're going to use to fill in those gaps is that non-salesy content we discussed. But sometimes you need a new way to talk about your products, and that's what we're going to go through right now. One of the emails we talked about last week was doing a curated collection of content, either of your own or someone else's. And you can apply this same strategy to your product focus emails as well, like my five favorite items for X. When you're creating the topic for this, you need to think about your products and your customer. What type of collection are you creating for them? If you sell jewelry, maybe it's the top five earrings to show off your collarbone. Or if you sell makeup, it's my five favorite colors for creating a killer smoky eye. As we're going into holiday, think about what gift collections you would create. Our top 10 gifts for moms on the go. When you're creating this email, add a little substance talking about why you rounded up these items, who they're for, and what makes them so amazing. You want it to have a little bit more meat than just a product grid. If you have a small product assortment, you can also include other people's products. So if you're a one product store with a wellness item, for example, maybe it's something like my favorite things for self-care Sunday, one of the items is yours, and then you share some of your other favorite items that aren't in direct competition with you, but are complimentary, like a bath bomb and your favorite tea. This leads me into the next idea of a collaboration email. 
I'm sure you've heard me talk about this before, but one of the best ways to grow your business is to get in front of other people's audiences. And one of my favorite ways to do that is by swapping shout outs in each other's emails. For instance, I had a strategy call with a client recently, and her main focus right now is growing her business. The majority of her current customers have come from a partnership she has with a complimentary brand and doing lives in their Facebook group. So not only should she double down on that strategy in general by finding additional partnerships, but how else can she deepen her engagement with that existing one? Swapping email shoutouts is a great way to do this. And if you can find a way to bundle your products together that you both market through your email, even better. The next email is for new markdowns. And I don't just mean when you have a promotion, but when you actually mark something down and add it to your sales section. Markdowns are a necessary part of retail and they serve a few different purposes. They help you move through slow sellers and broken inventory. It clears space in your budget to bring in new merchandise and it attracts a different type of customer. Just like you have a sales section in a brick and mortar store, you want to have one on your website and you want to make sure you call attention to it. The great thing about featuring this in an email too, is it gives you a way to draw the customer in and while they're there poking around, it's likely they'll buy some other stuff too. And I would actually build this into your regularly scheduled emails and send them each season or however often it is that you mark items down. This next group of email ideas all center around featuring one product. I actually get emails like this every day from Steve Madden. I don't recommend you send emails every day unless you have like millions of people on your list. But when you have a wide assortment of product, featuring one at a time will give a lot of life to your emails. The first way to do this is simply to feature your bestseller. Like the previous email I mentioned, you want to talk about why it's so great. If you can tell a story around it, either your own or that of your customers, even better. And I definitely would throw in a couple of product reviews and add some urgency behind it. Are you likely to sell out of it? Are you having trouble keeping it in stock? Let people know. The second option for featuring an individual product is to feature something you're discontinuing or running out of. Think of it as a last chance item, or have you ever shopped in a clothing boutique that has a rack of single items, like only one or two pieces left of a particular style? Recreate that in your email too. Let them know it's not coming back. It's the last chance. There's only a few left. And then the third way to do this is if you have a particular item that isn't necessarily moving as well as you'd hoped. It is possible that your customers have qualified your merchandise and they just don't want it, but it's also possible that they don't know it exists or understand why they should buy it. So highlighting it and bringing it some attention could change that. Think of it the same way you'd think of visual merchandising in a brick and mortar store. If something is hidden in the corner, no one's going to see it. So you move it to the front table or you put it on a mannequin to make sure it's visible. And I always remember this story my uncle used to tell me about his time in the shoe business. 
When they were merchandising the store, they would put the same shoe out on the floor in different areas, right? So they'd have it out two or three times. Interestingly, someone would walk right past a particular shoe, not giving it a second look. And then when they passed it the second time, they would pick it up and want to try it on. There's so much that goes into customer behavior. We can't know it all. So it's up to us to just keep trying and testing things out. So if you have something that's not moving and you feel like it should be, and you're not quite ready to mark it down yet, just try featuring it in an email and see if that doesn't drum up a little bit more interest. When you're doing these one item emails, Remember to put a little extra love and care into them and do more than just dragging a product block into your template. Next up is the restock email. Now I'm sure there are a lot of you that already have a back in stock on your website, right? The customer signs up and it automatically sends them an email and that's awesome. Keep that. You need it. But I encourage you to send a back in stock email to your entire list, even if they didn't sign up. Because it's possible they didn't know it was out of stock to begin with. They haven't been to your website recently and they didn't even know you had that item at all. And from a buyer psychology perspective, just hearing that it was out of stock at any point in time will trigger them to think, oh, this must be popular. Maybe I want it too. If you do this though, I do recommend that whichever back in stock app you're using that you export the emails from the app and import them into your email service provider and exclude those people from your email because you don't want them to get two. That's a little obnoxious. The next way to feature an individual product is to include any user generated content related to that product. So if you've been working with influencers, feature their posts in an email, what so-and-so said about X or how so-and-so wears this. If you're not working with influencers or weren't granted permission to use the content in an email, try a staff picks email instead, or you can do both of these if you have the option. This is a fun one to use around the holidays too. So what Sarah is getting for her bestie or what our team is giving mom this year, whatever it is that's related to your product and brand. With the staff picks email, not only are you featuring your product, but you're also humanizing your brand and connecting with your audience, introducing them to the team who packs their orders and answers their customer service emails. There's just something sweet about it. All right, let's talk about product launches really quick. On the surface, it seems pretty obvious that you're going to send emails about a new product that you get. But one of the things that people miss is they just don't send enough emails about those new products. So when you have a new product launching or a new season of merchandise, make sure you send at least one pre-launch message to your list. We can talk a lot more about launching, so I'm not going to go too deep here, but listen to episode 20 with Jessica Principe, where we talk about the power of the pre-launch for more ideas around that. For today's episode, I just want to mention to at least give your list a little heads up when something new is coming. You can even add in a countdown timer that will count down to when the item is actually going to be live. I use the one from Centric. I'll put the link for that in the show notes. It's free and it doesn't have any branding on it. 
the goal is you want to get them hyped up that something new is coming so that they're waiting for that launch email. And the same goes for your promotions too. You don't necessarily have to give all the details away in that first email, but just letting them know to keep their eyes peeled to get them engaged and warm them up. Last one, and this is one that I use a lot, good old product recommendations. This works best if you have a wider assortment of products, of course, but if you're in a pinch and don't have a lot of time, come up with a fun, suggestive, on-brand subject line and let the Clavio product recommendations do the work for you. I believe MailChimp has product recommendations too. So for instance, at my old job selling adult novelties, I would say something like your pleasure awaits or the hottest toys for a sexy night in. This is similar to the curation mentioned earlier, but in this case, you're letting the algorithm do the work for you. So you want your subject line to be a bit more general. The main goal with it is just to get them to open it. And sometimes the more suggestive and mysterious, the better. So damn, that was a lot of emails. I think it was like 12 or 13, depending upon your business and which are relevant to you. Between these and the ones we went through last week, you can just cycle through these over and over again, even on like a quarterly basis, and you'd be emailing your list every single week. So I don't want you to be stressed about what to send You've got a lot of ideas. Remember, you need to repeat things a lot of times for it to click with people. And even though you are sick of talking about something, doesn't mean that they're sick of hearing about it. All right, e-commerce friends, go forth and conquer that email marketing. Same time, same place next week. See you on the flip side. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you like what you heard, I'd be so grateful if you'd leave a review on Apple Podcasts and don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And if you're looking to surround yourself with more product entrepreneurs who totally get your life right now, get your booty on over to the e-commerce badassery Facebook group. Can't wait to see you there. Until next time, e-commerce friends, stay badass.